All right, so we have Miss Tiffany Keene on the stage, right? Yeah, give it up. <clears throat> so Christ Community Church, 2010, right? So I think, is this like your first time ever sharing your story up here, or have you did it before? I did a little bit at Southside. Okay, good. So this is your first time on the big stage, right? So this is going to be fun. <clears throat> no place I'd rather be. You're in your love, baby. Um, so I know all about you. Why don't you tell these guys uh, a little bit about who Tiffany is? This is not something that he told me he was going to ask me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, here I'm known as West Keen's wife. <laughs> That's, you know, or the crazy drummer's wife. Is that wife. good or bad? <laughs> I don't know. It has its ups and downs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Um, I don't know. I'm the oldest of five kids. Um, West Keen's wife. We have three kids. I work for JCPS. I'm a school psychologist there. I don't know outside of that. Okay, so I knew that was going to be the answer, the, the answer I got to that, so I got some follow-up questions. So, like, I know, like, we started, so last night we were some friends, and they asked a question, what was your favorite moment in high school, Tiff, outside of starting to date me in high school? <clears throat> what was your second most favorite moment in high school? Um... The only reason I have an answer for this is because Bethany Smith asked me this last night. So <laughs> I'm just going to say exactly what I told you guys last night, I guess. It was a basketball memory. I played basketball in high school and a little bit in college. But um, it was the semi-final game of the regionals. And um, there was, we were down by one, and there was maybe five seconds left in the game. And they inbounds the ball to me, and I got fouled. Um, and in the process, one of my contacts came out. So I had two free throws to hit with five seconds left, and we were down by one. So I hit the first one, and then the coach calls a timeout so I could put my contact back in. So, and, you know, so I'm like cleaning it in my mouth, because that's sanitary, and sticking it back in my eye, and then I hit the second free throw, and we win the game. Nice. So, <laughs> it's very anticlimactic the second time you tell it. But so Tiffany was a pretty big basketball star when we grew up in high school, and I always like to brag that she didn't really get good till she started dating me. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit um, about your church, church life growing up. Okay. Um, well, my family was kind of in and out of church. We would go back and forth between going to my mom's family's church, which was Catholic, and my dad's family's church, which was Baptist. Um, we would go for a time where we were really consistent, and then we would, you know, go through a season where we didn't go to church at all, or maybe just on the holidays, um, things like that. Growing up, my parents believed in God, but it wasn't, I don't feel like we didn't rely on God, or I didn't see them relying on God, um, you know, as like a foundation to our family. Um, we would pray before meals most of the time. But outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion about God in our home. Occasionally, the topic would come up. Um, but, you know, and like I said, we were kind of in and out of church. Um, and kind of what I gathered, you know, I believed that I was a Christian. I believed in God. Um, and what I gathered was to be a Christian, you had to do the right things. So you had to, you know, be a good person, um, obey your parents, follow the rules, you know, be morally good. That was kind of what I gathered just growing up. 
um, being a Christian. I remember one time, we didn't talk about this, but I remember one time I got in trouble for something or other, and as my punishment, my mom had me write out the Ten Commandments so many times. And I remember thinking how odd that was because we didn't ever talk about anything in the Bible. So I actually remember thinking, that's really weird for a punishment, but okay. Um, but yeah, so outside of that, that's, that was my church life growing up. Okay, so I know that, because I was with you, in April of 2006, right? So you got baptized, right? So what led you to that decision? Okay, um, well, before we got married and shortly after, you know, we had conversations about that we wanted our kids, we wanted to, we wanted to go to church together, and we wanted our kids to be raised in church. You know, I definitely wanted something different for my kids than what I had growing up in terms of a church life. And um, so shortly after we were married, we moved to Shelbyville um, in 2005. And we ended up at a church where Eric and Sherry Allen were leading a small group um, for young married couples. So we were there, and through Eric and Sherry's leadership and, you know, just being around other couples that were believers in that group, I learned for the first time that, God seeks an intimate relationship with you. And that's honestly, I don't know, I'm not saying the churches that I attended growing up didn't preach that, but I didn't get that when I was younger. So that's the first time that I really learned that he loves me um, and that he wants that relationship and that he's seeking after my heart and he cares about me. Um, and I even remember like before that, like I would pray and I would start to pray like, you know, if I'm in college or something and I would pray for like an upcoming test. Um, I would all of a sudden start to think, why am I praying for that? Like, there's starving children in the world and people dying of cancer and much bigger problems than that. You know, God doesn't need to hear my prayers where I need to pray for those things, not for things about me. Um, but I just, so I had never heard that he was that intimate. You know, he's, he was a father, not just like this big God way up in the sky. Um, so when I heard that and, you know, we were studying the word and I started reading the Bible and having much more intimate prayers, and that's really when God grabbed a hold of me. And just like that song you were just sang, like he just set a fire in my soul and, you know, grabbed a hold of me and shortly after is when I was baptized. Nice. Um, so, you know, we talk about when you get baptized, they say, you know, they dip you into the water, the old is gone, the new has come. Like how, did, how has your life changed by being baptized? Well, I think the biggest thing is just that, you know, I rely on God. That wasn't something I observed my family doing or my parents doing growing up. So that was the biggest change, just relying on him, um, trusting in him, trying to be obedient to what I feel like he's calling me to do. Um, you know, those are big things. And then, you know, there's different seasons of my life where I feel like it looks different. Um, right now, you know, I've, Blake called me on Thursday or Friday and asked if I'd share my story. So you know, I tried to, I've been praying about, like, you know, that God would just shine a light on what it is that I need to share or um, what specifically, you know, he's telling me right now. And as I pray through that, like, I just think that right now in the season I'm in, what he's doing for me is just showing me that I need to be available for the little things. So when I say be obedient to him, like, it's not just about, like, the great big things, but the little things, the little opportunities that he gives me to, you know, further the kingdom um, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So that's some good stuff, right? That's some good stuff. Um, yeah, you can clap. Go ahead, clap. Yeah, I like, clap. I like clapping. There's nothing wrong with clapping. It also lets me know that you're awake. Um, so following Jesus is no easy task, right? So what are some stumbling blocks um, as you continue to try to follow Christ? 
I think a stumble block for me personally is I get in my own way. You know, I feel like a lot of times I'll be convicted of something or I'll hear God's word or I'll feel God speaking to me about something and then I have to overthink it and I have to be like, well, that isn't, that, I can't do that or I can't carry that out or I don't know the Bible well enough to do that or how is that really helping anybody or how is that being, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus? Like sometimes it'll be just something small, you know, even like the things we do for Love Shelbyville Days, you know, how is, how is cleaning windows at Awake Ministries, like, how is that, you know, doing, like, glorifying the kingdom or furthering the kingdom? And what he, not that I question that, but I just use that as an example. And so what he's showing me is, like, I just need to be available and get out of my own way and just be obedient to him. I don't have to understand it all. I don't have to, you know, know all the answers or see the big picture or even see any of the picture. I just need to do my part and let the rest leave the rest up to him. And, I, and so what, through that, he's shown me a lot of things, you know, just in the past few months, you know, that he's been working on me in particular with those things. And he showed me a lot of things where, um, you know, it's not about me. It's really not. It's about furthering, you know, the kingdom, like I said. And um, so. Yeah, yeah, good. That's good. So, all right, maybe a couple more questions for you. Um, tell us. The last, tell us a time where you were uncomfortable. Because, you know, I love people getting uncomfortable. So I can't bring up on stage and not ask that question. Like right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay. All right. <clears throat> I'll take that one. Um, we just came out of a series of carbon copy. Um, and this is not a question. This is more of a brag. Um, Tiffany lives a life worth, we always tell our kids, be, are you a leader? And most of the time they'll say, yeah. Well, well, we need you to be a leader worth following, right? Don't just be a leader. Be a leader worth following. And um, I appreciate Tiffany as my friend and as my wife, um, but as a mother, um, as a sister, um, all those things that you are, um, you are a leader worth following. And I thank God every day um, that he's blessed me and our kids and our family with you in our lives. So I just want to. All right. He just wants brownie points. That's yeah. So my last question, this is a good one. What's it like being married to the pastor's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all laughing? I don't know. <laughs> so when I, before you answer. So before I became an, an elder, a pastor elder, right, I was like, Tiff, I'm not a pastor elder. She's like, yeah, you are. And then she's like, oh, my God, wait. Does that mean I'm a pastor's wife? And I was like, yes. So what's it like being married to? You're, you're, I'm married to you, so it's good. Okay, nice. Look at that. Hey, listen, this has been fun. Has it been fun for you? It's been good. I think we should take this, road, I think we should take this show on the road. That's all you, baby. You take that. Okay. All right. <laughs>